We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Presenting Pink Floyd's Animals 2018 Remix. The classic album remixed for the first time. Available now on vinyl LP, CD, and digital. Special limited deluxe edition coming on October 7th. To the absolutely epic early week six podcast. I'm your host, Dean, Dean 70 out of four. If you want to get all technical on me, the usual suspects are back, uh, leading off a very giddy. I, I assume he's very giddy. Well, Bobby, you know, you, you were talking pre show as far as uh, you had a good week, it could have been a better week, but if nothing else, at least your Dodgers moves on. What's up, Bobby? Yeah, um, yeah, man, it was it, football wise, it was a good week. I, I, you know, tripled basically my investment. Um, one on all sites. Uh, I really had a chance to, 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 if Marvin Jones catches that ball, um, I think I would have had a chance to, I would have had a couple of seats, uh, you know, the King of the beach and then also the main uh, DraftKings championship, which would have been nice. But uh, obviously that guy just had a horrible game and uh, I had a lot of things that I, that I was right, right on. And I, I there's the, there's one other takeaway from this week for me. It's uh, I play a lot of guys who were 3,800 that I missed on. And I am a guy who firmly believes you just play Robbie Anderson 10 to 20% you mix him in every week because he's going to have a few games like this every year. And um, I wish I would have done that this week because I could have just absolutely crushed it. Let's bring in our returning champion, Grant Niefer. Grant, how was, uh, how was your week five? No, it was, a, it, was a real, it was a real cousin kissing weekend. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Eden? Uh, I, I mean, I made a very small amount of, Money. 
I wasn't sure if that was, I, that was a metaphor, I assume. I was assuming that, that was not literal, right? It was I mean, yeah, no, I, I did not kiss my cousin. Don't worry about that. But it was one of those weeks where, like, I technically got back more money than I put in, but some of the tickets I had I ended up losing and then gaining tickets that were worth slightly less. And so based, basically, it, I just won nothing. It's pretty much it. Like, I can say I technically won money, but it's like <laughs> kissing your cousin. You can say that you kiss someone, but it's your cousin, so you're not going to want to tell people that. All right, fair enough. Uh, you did lose something on the podcast, by the way, for the first time. You were the loser, and you're going to have to send out a tweet of some sort. We'll talk about that later in the show. We, we're back. Uh, we're backloading the nonsense. We're backloading the silliness. Uh, let's dive right in. Sure, why not? Uh, as far as week uh, week six. Oh my god, it's week six so fast. It came upon uh, upon us so so quickly. It's going to be over before you know it. Uh, all right, so week six is a tricky one because. Well, a lot of teams that are good aren't really playing, and we're going to talk about We, of course, this is a Monday night podcast, first look. We don't dig in, you know, it's not a full dive in, obviously, and, you know, we focus on DraftKings. Uh, we don't talk about the Thursday game, so scratch Billy and the Giants off the list. We don't talk about the Monday game, so scratch San Fran uh, and, the, and the Packers off the list. Uh, Sunday night, we don't talk about, so no Chiefs. Oh, boy, what are we going to do? There's no Chiefs this like I have no idea. No, no Patriots either. And, of course, Narlins and Detroit are on a bye. Uh, we're going to talk about this Tampa Bay-Atlanta game in a second because that's the, that is the showcase game. That's what DFS does for us. Uh, and then it's like a bunch of games, Grant, where, you know, we're talking 24 teams, 12 games, and there's a lot of totals that are like 42, 41, 43, 44. Not a lot of dudes got hurt. Uh, just kind of messing around building lineups earlier today. And, like, I don't, I don't love the way my lineups are working, at least as of Monday right now. Are you seeing the same thing? Because like I feel like we're gonna we're gonna talk about Tampa Atlanta a lot because that game just kind of jumped off jumps off the board. But overall, like options for uh, for the slate are kind of thin. Or is that just me? Yeah, yeah, no, it's not a fantastic high scoring slate. Pretty much, um, I do think there is a little bit of value, but I think there's less value here than there has been any other week. I feel like this is the week where we finally end up with with the winning score not being. 250 points over on DraftKings or FanDuel. Um, yeah, it's – it's uh, hopefully it's some value. That, though. Like, we had a low-scoring week this last week. That, I, I was out of it, so I didn't even check to see that we won the Millie Maker. But, yeah, I mean, it's – things are going to – starting to regress a little bit uh, as refs start to figure out this rule a little bit more. Uh, teams figure out how to play a little bit better and, like, just – things regressing more towards the mean. I mean, they're not going to fully regress because of the rule changes, but they're starting to regress a little bit. I mean, there is a lot of cheap stuff out there that may go off, and we're going to talk about it. So if that does go off, you know, variance, yada, 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 it could be another high-scoring week. Uh, Bobby, what's your overall assessment as far as this week? We talked pre-show, and, like, you basically said the first thing that jumped off the board to you, just like everybody else, is this Tampa Bay Atlanta game. Is that sort of the first thing you're focusing on? Yeah, I'm also really, like, stuck on the fact that there's been a lot of weeks where I keep doing this, like, stacking of really cheap players. And if you find the right guys, and they – I mean, it sounds, like, so obvious to try and do this, but, like, you end up paying up for two running back spots, which I did a lot this last week. And I just can't keep almost getting it. But if you look at all these scores, like, there are guys going nuts every week at low tiers. So I do think you want to try and, you know – look for some value spots and a guy like, you know, depending on the Rams situation, Josh Reynolds is a guy who jumps out at me. Look, not a beautiful week. Uh, the Atlanta Tampa Bay game obviously stands out the most, but then you have the Rams and Denver, which I think is really interesting. And I think Seattle and Oakland is interesting. Um, 
I don't know, you know, it's not like uh, the most exciting week ever, but I do see some, you know, other spots you can pivot off the chalk and even some other spots in, in, within those, you know, the games that I think people will be targeting um, that might be a little bit off the board. You know, we have Tampa Bay in a situation where you've got Winston back, which might lessen the value of a Deshaun Jackson in some ways and might increase for good Godwin or his, his old boy Humphreys. Like, who knows? I just think that you got to try and take some chances on some of these cheap guys because they're hitting every week. Somebody is. And uh, there's plenty of guys this week who I think have chances. A couple of things there, by the way. You said uh, as far as the Rams, as of Monday night, you know, Cooks is going through a concussion. He's got a head. Uh, also, um, uh, Cup uh, had a concussion as well. What I read is it seems like Cup is more likely to play. But, again, this is Monday night. Stay tuned. Download the Roto-Grinders app. How about that? Company man. Uh, that'll tell you who's going to play, who's not going to play. But like you said, Reynolds could become interesting if uh, at least one of those guys or possibly both of those guys are out as a cheapie on DK. All right. Uh, we can kind of – I mean, we're not a game-by-game game podcast, Grant, but we it's like, you know, okay, Baltimore, Tennessee. Do you guys want to – is there any takes in that game? There, there are some cheap players. John uh, Brown could be one of the top plays on the entire slate. I like that call. Ah, uh, yeah, Bobby agreeing early. Yeah, 5,500. No. Huh? You saying no? no? The Browns' defense might actually just be really good. So, <laughs> so we're talking about this is John. Just we're talking about John Brown. He's not playing the Browns. No, they just played the Browns. So oh. I'm saying <laughs> the numbers are skewed. Wow, you really. I guess that is kind of a confusing one. I and mean, we, we had <laughs> Brown talking about the Browns, who they just played, and that's what I was using. So I guess. That was <laughs> <laughs> By the way, side note: Did you see Hugh Hugh Jackson? This was amazing when they won the game in overtime because you know Evergreen tweeted the, the, the Browns are always in overtime, but they won a the game in overtime with two seconds to go, and you know. It, each team had possession, so once each team had possession, you know, we win the game with a field goal. He stuck up two fingers. He thought the game was still going on. <laughs> Did you guys see this? This was amazing. Uh, it's clear the field, guys. When the game's on, we can't celebrate yet. Oh, it was awesome. It, it was so Browns. But uh, uh, gosh, he's John the worst. Brown for five five. I don't want to play John Brown for five five. I'm about to. He had that. fourteen targets last game. He's going up against a team that forces the ball to wide receivers. That is not good versus wide receiver ones. End of story. Overtime. Huh? He had a whole extra quarter to get, to get targets. Okay, so one fifth, take one-fifth of that away. He had 13 tar- 12 targets. I'll take the under on Double-digit targets. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't play John Brown, basically, but maybe I'm wrong. And, like, the Tennessee running backs are cheap, but they're – I, I think Lewis is interesting, and we talked to Henry is a guy you basically have to bake 100 yards and get in the end zone once or twice. He's just, like, not going to catch the ball. Uh, that entire Tennessee offense is just a disaster. Like it's, how are they playing in the same league as, as the Rams? Like, it looks like a completely different sport. Uh, the Bears versus Miami, I guess you could make an argument for Howard. Does anybody have a take as far as what's going on in that backfield? Uh, I'm not going to – oh, sorry, good. Go ahead. Either one of you guys, if you have a take, no, I, 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 I think that uh, – I don't want to be in that position, guessing with these backfield again. We're going to have to get into it with New Orleans soon. Um, but I think that Cohen is the better player. I, 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 that's my personal take. I've always said this. I'm not, not changing it. Uh, but Howard has a position in the NFL. I don't know that you can go to really trust either of these guys. And it doesn't feel right to play Howard when you have the guy who I think is the much better player and maybe one of the most talented, maybe their most talented weapon on offense. Um, I, I think he's the better player, so I, I don't. But I, I also don't feel like I'm sure about how many snaps he goes. It's so game dependent. I just think you leave it alone. 
Yeah, well, you know, the most important thing is getting on the field first. I know Grant always likes to talk about his boy Eckler, and I like Eckler too. He's been super efficient, but he's still just not getting on the field enough, and he's still getting there because he's been amazing. I don't know how uh, sustainable that is, but uh, Grant, sure, feel free to give a thought as far as, you know, Chicago went absolutely nuts. I guess that was two weeks ago. They're coming off a bye, right? And uh, Cohen was featured more so than Howard. Uh, it's weird seeing Drake at 4-6, but, like, you know, Drake is just not totally happening. He's been, you know, Gore is just lurking. He's kind of annoying. Sure, Drake had a big game last week. He caught a touchdown, which I don't know how repeatable that is with 11, with 11 targets uh, against the Bengals. Uh, Grant, do you have a thought as far as this? I don't know why we're bearing the lead. This is probably my bad. We should talk about Tampa and Atlanta in a second. That's kind of the feature game, but – Let's knock this out of the way. What's your thought as far as the Chicago backfield? Or if you want to talk about Tennessee, feel free. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, I'm staying away from the Tennessee backfield. If I'm going to go anywhere, it would be Lewis. Everyone, people people get so excited about playing Henry sometimes. I think he drew some ownership today, and I just don't understand it. But, uh, yeah, the Chicago backfield, I don't really like taking that much at split backfields, but this one's kind of different. Uh, Cohen's not a guy. It's, it's kind of a Adrian Peterson, uh, Chris Thompson type backfield where they're not outside of against the bucks. Uh, they're not really airing it out a whole lot. And like I, I, Cohen had 13 carries. I don't expect that to entirely repeat, um, but he could ha- get heavily involved to end up with 10 targets in any given game. Like he has Nagy as a coach who can always draw stuff up for him. So yeah, I mean, I don't mind playing Cohen, but I have no desire to pay 6.5 K for Jordan Howard. You know, since we're here, we're on team running backs. We talked briefly in pregame, uh, pregame, pre-show, when this is not a game. Uh, you want to talk about the Jets running backs who were awesome, you know, this last week. I don't know how repeatable that is, but they are super cheap. And they're facing a Colts defense and we're not necessarily afraid of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like Powell a whole lot more than Crowell this week. I mean, I get what Crowell did. I get that he's probably the number one back. But they're going up against a team that 31% of opposing team targets are going to the running back. Powell's a guy that we've seen in the past get in there and get a whole ton of receptions here and go absolutely off. Uh, I could see using either of them, but I think there's a better spot for running backs than probably a lot of other people believe. Um, So I could easily see them being just fantastic plays over on DK or fantasy draft. Yeah, uh, Bobby, you have a thought on that? You know, Powell had, what, 20 carries last week? Crowell, uh, you know, he's went absolutely nuts, 219 yards on the ground. Uh, do you have a preference amongst the two? Any interest at all? I mean, I think at this, like, you could just take a shot on the guy who just ran for 200 yards. Like, I probably would just go that way. Um, is that a chase? It's, it's a tough decision for me. It is a chase, but it's – the guy is talented. Like, he's a big play waiting to happen. I, I would err with the guy who I think has a bit more big playability uh, on that side, so, which would be Crowell. But I don't know that, I, that, I'm, that I'm too happy with this. Spot. I, I don't feel great about it as of right now. I don't know where I'm going to stand later. But, yes, interesting for sure. I just don't know. I, I don't know where I stand yet. Yeah, and I don't know if you have to make that decision. I think a lot of it comes down to, like, one of the big decisions that like, you have to make is, well, am I paying up for Todd Gurley? And this is the first time all year, Grant, I believe. You've seen a, a five-figure five dude. Gurley's 10K is the asking price there uh, versus Denver. And, you know, without Kamara on this slate, with, uh, you know, just, again, it, it's a couple buys, you know, only 12 teams. He's the clear, most expensive dude in the slate. The next guy is Le'Veon Bell, future Eagle, if you're listening to uh, some people on, uh, on Twitter. Somebody's got some sources. Well, suppose he's in the block there. 
Uh, of course, you're not playing Le'Veon Bell, but the, the, the difference between Gurley and McCaffrey and Gordon and Connor is pretty pretty distinct. Uh, are you going to reach up, Grant? Are you going to make that? Uh, you know, Todd Gurley is your boy on our show on Sunday. You talked about how he's going to score a one, two, three touchdowns. You you stuck it to Cardi, right? This <laughs> no, I got that guy so good. I'm trying to think that and. Running back can't average a touchdown a game throughout the course of the season. Absolutely ridiculous, but that's beside the point. Um, I think Gurley is a guy that you want to fit in, but it's just not that viable considering the lack. Did Cardi of really say that? Did he say that? He, he said running, running backs, backs don't average a touchdown throughout the course. That's of the idiotic. There's like so many running backs who have done that. <laughs> that thanks for watching and supporting the show, Bobby. We appreciate it. I think I did, <laughs> I think I did watch. I just was distracted, but um, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> right. Sean Alexander did it for the first seven years of his career. Um, yeah. But that's beside the point. Neither here nor there. Emmett Smith did it. LaDainian Tomlinson, Priest Holmes added. That's beside the point. In, in any case, Gurley's going to have. Presenting Pink Floyd's Animals 2018 Remix, the classic album remixed for the first time. Available now on vinyl LP, CD, and digital. Special limited deluxe edition coming on October 7th. Average at least a touchdown. Throughout the course of the season here. Oh, my uh, God, more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, especially with more scoring this He'll year. He'll break the record for sure. He's going to break the touchdown record. No. Wait, why not? No. Why, oh, is he, why, record. why is he not going to break the touchdown record? Why would, why would you just assume someone, like, I said, I'm not saying he can't. He but literally why would you, could have had five touchdowns on Sunday, and he could do it every Sunday. There's no reason. He's he not Al Bundy. What are you talking about? What, yeah, what, no what, one knows what you're talking about, Dean. But I know who Al Bundy is, but I don't know what the hell he scored four touchdowns in one game. You don't remember this for Paul Kai? Oh, the roster oh yeah, yeah. Um, no. So uh, Ladainian Tomlinson apparently has the record for rushing touchdowns at twenty-eight. I guess that's yeah. beatable. Yeah, he's going to smoke it. it. it yeah. that's ridiculous. Well, I called this. I, I called this before the year started. It was one of my one of my predictions. He's going to break the record a lot. <laughs> okay, that's that's ridiculous, but okay, that's that's fine. All right. Why is it ridiculous that he's going to break? It, it, it's ridiculous to assume it, guys. Why are we still talking about this? All right, we'll see. <laughs> so, Tiger always really good, Bobby. Uh, how many lineups do you make, or what, what, what percentage in your head uh, are you delegating girl in your rosters? Obviously, he's great. It's just the idea of how he fits the lineup bill this week. Yeah, I think you can go other ways just because it's so expensive. Um, and I'm curious what happens with the receiving situation. You know. That actually might give you more of a reason where you can play Gurley along with, you know, maybe a, 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 a Gordon or, a, you know, I'm sorry, not Gordon, uh, the receiver, Reynolds. Um, you know, and you could play them in the same lineup with, you know, run it back with Sanders or Thomas or something like that. Um, I think it's kind of like an interesting little way to go. Uh, if you're going to, if you're for, if you find the value, yes, you can get them in. I still think I, Grant could speak to this better than I could, but I think you play Gurley in cash, like, it's just too sure of a thing for me. Like, I don't – there's just nothing more certain of it of the, than him having a big game. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's fine. I don't think that, like – the problem is you sacrifice so much going up to him instead of a guy like McCaffrey who's two grand less, and he's going up against a defense that's ranked 30 percent Huh? 1,700, same thing. 1,700. All right, in any case, going with a defense that is ranked 31st in DBOA against the run, a defense that is giving up 26% target share to opposing running backs, a guy that is going to get probably 10, 12 targets in this matchup, similar to what happened to him against Atlanta. Uh, I just think that you roll it that way, and then you can roll as your RB2, you can go with Yeldon, 
who's going up against another team that will likely end up with him having 10 targets here. And again, it's a slow, pounded-out game going up against Dallas, but he's still probably going to end up with 15, 18 carries and 10 targets. So I don't I don't see that you really need to pay up for Gurley and Cash, but I mean, I guess it's Monday. I could easily change my mind. That's the end of my story. I hope you enjoyed it. That's where I'm at, too. I, I think he's a great play, but in my head, I don't. I, I think he just hurt the rest of your lineup too much. Uh, again, value might open up, and I agree. Uh, the first guy I threw in kind of in my head is, you know, my lineup build, my shell lineup on a Monday. Of course, that's going to change was uh, Yeldon, as you mentioned. And it's weird because he talked about those games that have a, a total of 54 and 58 and 53. And Jacksonville, you know, albeit a slight favorite here, but they're in a total for 41. But you got to assume Yeldon's going to get like 20 touches or so or something like that. Of course, uh, Fournette's got not going to play. And then we saw Grant, the other running back, is on IR as well. Uh, I assume they're going to run out, I don't know, like, there's going to be somebody else. He's not going to get 100% of the touches for sure, but uh, you have to feel pretty good uh, about Yeldon's touches. And, you know, we got we keep talking about every single week, well, we're, we've never seen David Johnson this cheap, and he's 7.2K. We've never seen David Johnson this cheap, and he's 6.6K. We've never seen David Johnson this cheap. He was 6.3 last week. And, Bobby, now David Johnson is 5.9K. <laughs> Yeah, and he actually for the week was a was a good play because wasn't a wasn't a week where a twenty was going to be bad for you at sixty three hundred. Um, he kind of lucked uh, as far as the touchdowns, but that's a whole other conversation. He what? He he luck boxed box on the touchdowns. I mean, more. you get touchdowns. He's a touchdown. He's a touchdown guy. That's what he does. Um, and their uh, their offense is a lot better than it was before with Rosen back there. Uh, I think that I think David Johnson is still worth a shot. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I thought Minnesota looked more like Minnesota. They were my number one defense last week. It was weird because I stacked that game a lot too. But um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think that this is like an interesting. Like they're probably going to get crushed. How much is he going to be on there? But at fifty nine hundred, I'm gonna, I'm probably going to keep taking shots on him. Like we, you know, we haven't seen that big explosion game, and I want to be there when it happens. And even still, I feel like he's you know, pretty safe for a guy to get, to get 15 to 20, even if he doesn't have a strong game. Like, I just feel pretty good about him at this price, even in a really bad matchup. 43 total of their 11-point dogs. Uh, I, I can't do the math in my head on the fly. Well, you're, Grant, you're the accountant. 15.25 points for There you go. Arizona. <laughs> Were you ready for that one, or are you just going to do it in your head? That was, that was impressive, by the way. Yeah, that's the best around. No one's going to bring me down, Dean. Yeah. You are you are the Daniel Larusso of this podcast for sure. Uh, Bobby, of course, is the is the Johnny Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, he's the Johnny Lawrence. Sure, why not? Again, uh, Dean, no one has no you, idea what you're talking about. I do, but okay. I don't understand why you're making me the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he had the blonde hair. Every '80s villain had blonde hair, and Bobby, you have the blondest hair of all of us. So by default, Grant, how do you make that song reference and not know that it's it's in the Karate Kid? Oh, I forgot about the Karate Kid. Yeah. I, I, I was still disappointed, like that the bad guy won in the end. No, he didn't. Yeah, Spoiler, the, guy, like, the kid who trained his entire life. I'm just going off of Barney Stinson there. Um, the kid that trained their, his entire life. I knew exactly. <laughs> oh gosh, so Billy Zapka. Bad guy. Billy Zapka. <laughs> got it. Uh, yeah, yeah, David. What's your, what's your take on David Johnson? <laughs> He's still a fantastic play. I had somewhere around eighty percent of him last week. I'm probably not going to do. Too much different this week. The touchdown equity there is there. He could end up getting enough dump-offs. They're coming from behind. I think Arizona keeps this game closer than the giant spread 
says, but I mean, we saw it with did Buffalo, but Arizona is still terrible. I, I, I just don't see a guy with like, you, you're getting a mid priced guy with all the talent in the world. And yes, I get it, he's in an absolute trash offense, but he's mm-hmm. still an incredibly talented guy that is the workhorse. He is the workhorse. He's going to probably get 20, 25 touches. He's not game script dependent really because they, I mean, if they, if they become smart people, I don't know, McCoy's terrible. Like if they become smart and start dumping the ball <laughs> off to him when they're down behind, then his equity actually goes up. Who knows if they'll end up doing it. I'm still furious with McCoy. Yeah, it's just the worst. But you still, you roll with him at 5.9K. I used him in cash last week. I might end up using him in cash this week. I didn't use him in cash, but I thought he was a fine play. They're just not throwing the ball to him. Like, you know, get him in the slot. Get, get him in the ball in space. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I was watching, of course, the red zone. Who watches the games? Uh, but um, it's my understanding, like, basically, like, oh. <laughs> all right, well, Bobby, what's your takeaway? Did, did you watch Arizona last week for, uh, versus uh, San Francisco? A little bit. Like, I was watching the four games. Um, uh, but I, I, I think that they're off. Well, you watch Red um, A little bit. No, I, no, I was watching the game. I mean, I, was, I, was, I, I myself was watching four screens. Oh, um, okay. Go ahead. Four screens. So I was watching that. You know, you, there's always little breaks in action, so you just jump around. You're able to watch most of the plays happen. And, you know, I thought their offense looked better, um, obviously. <laughs> um I don't feel like encouraged. I think that Minnesota is still one of the best defenses of the week, but I think David Johnson is, I wouldn't, I don't know about cash, but like I do think that he's an excellent tournament play. And I am interested though, what the ownership ends up on him. If it gets too high, I might, I might jump off. Like I don't see any reason why he should be crazy high um, with some of the other options out there. In my head right now in cash, I have Yelvin and Johnson just because, you know, I'm kind of pinching pennies on a Monday, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. And most likely flex, uh, almost always, in my cash lineups, in my optimal lineups, I'm going to have a, a running back in the flex as well. We've teased it enough. Uh, let's talk about the Tampa Bay-Atlanta game, Grant. They're 58 is the total. Um, you know, we don't talk about how many points teams give up. You know, that's kind of like a, a silly stat. We, we don't really get into it. Uh, needless to say, both uh, defenses are awful. Uh, Atlanta is just really beat up. I guess Tampa is rested, for whatever that's worth, but they're still not very talented. Uh, Tampa's given up 34.8 points per game. Atlanta's given up 32.6 points per game. Uh, it's in a dome. We love that. Uh, no elements. Uh, Grant, how much of this game do we have to have? I feel like I feel like my cash game quarterback is going to come from this game, and like, I don't want to play Jameis Winston. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but he's 5.8K. Uh, he's in the conversation. Yeah, I think he's – by far the best cash game quarterback at the current moment. I mean, Vegas seems to agree. Uh, 5.8K when the guy has, what, four great wide receivers to throw to, three great wide receivers to <laughs> go through, throw to. They have a great uh, tight end in Brait, who is, like, I think with O.J. Howard at one of the better plays on the entire slate. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I want. I need to look into it a lot more, but I think the best play from this game is going to end up being a Tampa Bay running back. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have we have we have both Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber <laughs> under thirty nine hundred. Uh, Atlanta obviously just the, the, dump offs are going to happen to one of these running backs a lot. I don't know who, but it's going to be one of them. And anytime you can get a guy for thirty nine hundred with chance of eight to ten targets, realistically, considering that they're going to probably be coming from behind here and. They're probably going to be passing the ball a whole lot. One of these guys is going to do something, maybe even Jaquiz. I don't even know, but they're going to be fantastic. Mike Evans is going to end up with 
12, 13 targets. I think he, I'm going to try and end up going with him in cash. He might be the top play on the entire slate for wide receiver near the top. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm off to Sean Jackson, but I did like, and then Julio Jones on the other side, he's not a very good wide receiver as you can really tell by touchdowns. Um, but he, he, maybe he gets one finally this week. Like it, it might happen eventually. I don't see any reason why it would, but it could. I hear he's due. It's the old Martingale strategy. You keep doubling down, and eventually, I guess he's going to score a touchdown. The running back situation, Bobby, is a really, really interesting one because the price just makes – you have to look at it. Jones, of yeah. course, is the rookie, and they're coming off a bye. You'd think they kind of figure stuff out off the bye. And Tampa's, you know, I don't think they're a team well, – we'll see as far as the record. I don't think they're a team that's going anywhere this year, you know, when it's all said and done. A barber is, a, you know, a better, and he's a retread. You know, Rogers, same sort of deal. They want you. You think they want Jones to be the guy? The thing with Jones is they say he can't catch the ball, and like he couldn't catch the ball in college. Which I don't understand. That's just something I can't. My mind can't wrap around. Because Bobby, you can catch a football. Grant can catch a football. I can catch. How could he not catch footballs? I don't understand that concept. Yeah, it's a little. Oh. Yeah. I, I... I still have a good feeling about this kid. I think he's actually talented. Um, I think a breakout week may happen. I just love the pass catching ability though of, of backs like that in a game like this. And it's tough. I agree. This is one of those spots. And I think that, you know, we're going to have to figure out as the week goes on who we think is going to get a bulk of the touches because I, I think you can make a care. You can make a good argument for, you know, it, it, whichever one of these, one of these guys will have 15 fantasy points and with a massive upside on that. Um, I don't know which one it's going to be. That's my guess. Yeah. And let, I would say and, and nothing really jumps off the page, but go ahead. Continue. What if quiz ends up in there too? Like, I mean, <laughs> like it's weird. It's just, it seems so strange and we're going to need to get some more clarity as the week goes on. That's all you can say, but in all my shell lineups that I built so far, there's one of these running backs. in there. Who's your favorite? Well, I, I the, the thing is I like Jones as the, as the player, but he's not, like, to not be able to catch the football is a strange thing. Like, it's a weird thing to hear. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. He was targeted two times I, I, last week for what it's worth. I'm like, so I was digging into it. This is the, their last game. Uh, I think he, he was on the field, I want to say, 20 times. He ran the ball 10 times the 20 times he was on the field. He blocked twice. And of the eight routes he ran, I think he was targeted, targeted twice. So, grant the small sample size, but at least it's nice to know that he's – now he, he was throwing the ball twice. He caught one pass for negative one yards. Small sample size, but not exactly the ideal results you want. But he's 3.9K against Atlanta. And, like, if you want to get going against Atlanta as a running back, especially from a catching perspective, catching perspective, like, you know, great. Just run down the list as far as what running backs have done against Atlanta this, Atlanta this year. You, just, you can't ignore this. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. That's why I brought it up. It's just silly to me. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just I, I want to play one of these guys so bad. Maybe I'll just throw darts. Like, I guess they're all three different price ranges. I'll just make a s- whole bunch of girly lineups and throw one of them in as my RB2, whoever ends up fitting. But, uh, gosh, dang it. What about on the other side? What about I the Atlanta? Barber would make sense. Like, if we think about it logically, like, you'd think they'd want the experienced guys out there for Jameis' first game back. Jameis probably his running backs in the passing game more than a guy like uh, – Fitzpatrick does because he, you know, creates so much extra time and he's always looking downfield uh, fits. Um, so you have a guy like Jameis who probably will use the running backs in the passing game more. And all of a sudden Peyton Barber actually, you know, you'd think that they would probably go with their best foot forward trying to get Jameis back and comfortable. 
And I think that would be the experienced player in this case. So probably if I had to pick now, I think it would be Barber. You asked I mean, also, about the other side. Out of the last game, they were down by they were down by four, no, five touchdowns pretty much the whole time. So the touches in that game do not mean anything. Um, and if you look at it, the, the two, the, they're two big weeks. Presenting Pink Floyd's Animals 2018 Remix, the classic album remixed for the first time. Available now on vinyl LP, CD, and digital. Special limited deluxe edition coming on October 7th. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. They Did we lose him? 20 touch. Oh, you're cutting in and out, buddy. You're I'm playing bad lips in my head as far as what Bobby's saying. I'm getting I just, I just think Peyton Barber makes, makes more sense at this moment. Yeah. I, I think Jones feels like the highest upside play uh, because I think they want him to be, to be the guy and they had a week off to try to figure stuff out. But, you know, I, I, you don't feel great about any of these dudes. But I, I feel the best about Jones. That's sort of my take. Maybe Barber's the cash guy. And maybe news comes out later on in the week from the beat writers. Uh, Grant, you asked about the other side. The other side's just a mess because now Freeman and Coleman are both healthy. Uh, Judge Ito is siphoning touchdowns. Uh, I don't know. How, I mean, I'm not enthused about any of it. Coleman is a free agent in the offseason. I, I mean, Ito's going to be the guy to like, at least take that spot, whatever that's worth. Uh, I don't think they want Coleman to be the guy. I suppose they can run him to the ground if they want to, but they're not going to because there's three different options here, and that makes none of them particularly appealing, but one's at least one's going to get there. I can't tell you which one it is, though. I mean, uh, the main thing is that Freeman has basically been this near-identical situation for years, and he's always seemed to produce on a year-in-year-out basis. They might have been a little bit slower with him, and threw Edo Smith in there on the goal line just strictly because, you know what, Freeman's coming back from injury, blah, 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 this and that. Uh, but like, with a total this high, you have to think that Freeman is going to be heavily involved in this. I think he's absolutely worth a tournament flyer. Um, like, he can put up three touchdowns in a game, especially one that's this high scoring, especially since Julio Jones is incapable of touchdowns. So, throw that in there. And I, I don't see why not. I mean, if you're not going with Freeman, then you have to assume Julio's going to be heavily involved and end up with some touchdowns, or Ridley, which that's not sustainable. Or even Hooper could be a great plays going up against a team that is terrible against the tight end. Cooper's a chalk. Yeah, he's the, he's the chalk. Absolutely. I think Brayton's the chalk. Is Brayton not the chalk at 3-7? You think it's Hooper? Uh, I think that they both make a lot of sense. I don't know why. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I, I think Howard's, Howard's not going to play, right? So, uh, you know, you kind of clear some more targets for Brayton. I mean, hasn't Brayton historically uh, done well as far as a uh, he has, but like Cooper just had twelve targets. I'm sure I don't think Brates ever had twelve targets in a game in his life. Yeah, yeah but he's had more. twelve targets again. That's not yeah. happening. I mean, that, if there was a matchup that would happen, it would be this matchup. Look what look what a tight ends have done to this Tampa Bay team so far. Look what happens yeah. in the middle of the field, wide open all the time. Mitch Trubisky ends up being the greatest quarterback in the history of football. <laughs> By the way, don't look now. Do you guys know who the top, the most expensive guy is at tight ends this week? Eric Ebron. Yeah, isn't that amazing in the main slate? Because, you know, no, of course, no. Luck loves his tight ends. 
Well, I mean, and he's the last, you know, assuming especially if Hilton's going to be out, assuming that's a reasonable uh, play. Very reasonable. He's the best play yeah. at tight end, too. Um, he's, he's a, a great player, even in a terrible, yeah. tough matchup. I, I don't know if I had the salary for it. Like, I don't know, you know, obviously Ertz isn't playing and Kelsey isn't playing and Gronk isn't playing. Uh, I think Njoku's pretty interesting. If you like targets, he's had, I think, 11 in back-to-back games at 3.8K. He's a talented dude as well. Uh, I mean, Hooper, like you said, Atlanta's projected to score, like, what, 30 points or so as far as their total. Uh, I, I think I like Brayton a tick more, but he's 3.7. He's not a cheapie by any means. Uh, since we're here, Grant, do you have any tight end takes? Yeah, uh, Ebron's a terrible play unless Hilton's out, in which case Ebron's forced. I think on the year, 7% of opposing uh, targets have gone to the tight end for teams playing the Jets, which is the lowest in the league by about 7 or 8%. Um, I don't. I need to look further in. Yeah, yeah, we said that about the Cleveland Browns last year. Let's see how that turned out on the opposite end. Boom, suck it. Um, yes, every week. Huh? Every week. Okay. In any case, uh, Vance McDonald's is another pretty decent spot here. Uh, you know, like, he's, like, if you played him, then most of the time you end up okay. I mean, I get that didn't work out this last week, but he's still <laughs> a very talented tight end. He still has huge playability. He's gotten five targets in two out of his three games this year. Um, he is a guy that could potentially be the highest scoring tight end on a slate. And we have a slate that doesn't have Kelsey on it. It doesn't have Gronk on it. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of these high price guys. If you want to go lower, yeah, it doesn't have Ertz on it. So all the three guys that you can really expect huge totals from are not on the slate. Um, I'm assuming Doyle's going to be out. Doyle, is Doyle basically already ruled out? And is Hilton going to play? That was my assumption. Yeah. The take on Ebron is like, if you consider him, you have to consider him on the assumption that the, uh, Hilton and Doyle are both out, obviously, but we don't know. Who knows? That's the, the contingency as far as the conversation. But the, the only thing with Pittsburgh is, like, you know, the outlaw is still lurking. Jesse James is there. Even Gribble gets some run. Uh, and it, he got, know, he got some run. He got some run because Vance was out. And then Vance was coming back from injury. He got run again. And then now, since Vance has been at full strength, the target totals in the last three games have been two, one, and one. Like, that's just basically what it is. Jesse James is in there more to block. Vance runs on, like, what, pass rats on 80% of the snaps that he ends up playing. Vance is there as a wide receiver virtually. Jesse James is closer to a lineman than he is a tight end in most scenarios. Um, He's a big guy. Vance is an athletic guy that can catch the ball. It's Vance McDonald's show, and if you think that Jesse James is the one that's going to end up with some run, then you're a ridiculous human being, Dean. So Vance McDonald was in for 37 snaps last week of 61. Uh, Jesse James for 36, and uh, Grimble was in there for uh, uh, 10. I'm just doing this on the fly here, taking a peek here at PFF. Uh, and like you said, as far as Vance, uh, run block 15 times, pass. He was out, I guess, 20 routes. Looks like he ran. Yeah, pass block just two times. Uh, but what was, was, what was happening in that game? Was Pittsburgh ahead a lot and running the ball a lot? Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Was that a rhetorical question? Um, 
No, I wanted you to answer it, so, so I, I, I can stroke it's fine, but you've got guys who just are a tiny bit more who just are better spots. Like Hooper yeah. and Brate are in premium spots. And then Brate's in a decent spot. He's in a high total game, but he's going up against a team that, like, they may get a ton of dump-offs. You, you from, agree with Hooper, though, right? Like, yeah, Hooper's, Hooper's in a great spot, but he's going to be super chalky. He had 12 yeah. receptions last week. This is tight end. This is an absolute aberration for how many targets he got last week. And he's going up against – No, but look. Look at, look, look, at, look at what Tampa Bay's given up. They give up the massive game to Vance McDonald. They give up the massive game to, to Trey Burton and everybody else who, who lined up in the slot as well. This is what Tampa does. They can't cover the middle of the field. So it just makes so much sense that Julio Jones and Hooper are going to absolutely carve them apart in the middle of the field. Anyway. Yeah, but Bobby, still- sweeping the leg there. Uh, Grant, you're being a uh, cotton-headed ninny mugging uh, for the record. Uh, oh, right. Look at you! Look at you with the trending, trending quotes there. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's Harry Potter making another movie. I think I heard that somewhere. Wait, I thought that was from Elf. Oh gosh, man! I've never seen Harry Potter. Yeah, and that's not from Harry Potter, man. It's yeah. on my face here. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless victory. Um, well, Seattle and Oakland are in, are in London this week. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if uh, John Gruden's going to be able to find a Hooters out there or not. I, you know, if they have the – what do they have? Bangers and match? What, what's the uh, – oh, uh, fish and chips, right? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. It's a 47 total in that game. And uh, on the Twitter machine, I, I, I threw out a question. I said, hey, uh, can anybody – you know, what do you guys want to talk about here in, the, in this, uh, this year podcast? And one of the guys said, hey, this game, total seems too high. Is what's the total at? 47. Does that seem too high for you, Bob? No, not at all. Yeah, I don't think it seems too high for me either. It seems about right, standard. Yeah, Oakland Oakland plays quick. I mean, like this game could get Oakland has the I think they're now second in uh in terms of seconds per play. They play pretty fast. Um Seattle this is not the same Seattle team that we're used to from the past defensively obviously. Seattle's offense I mean just Wilson alone can create against a Raiders defense that really doesn't generate any kind of pass rush. Like, I just think it's a kind of a kind of a good spot. Like, kind of an interesting little off the board, you know, place to maybe target a few guys. They're cheap, and there's a lot of upside with a lot of the guys in this game. And uh, both the Oakland receivers and the Seattle receivers, especially um, the running back situation is a little bit. I'm not as interested in, but uh, the receivers, the tight ends. Um, I think it's everybody's in play. Uh, Grant, if uh, Johnny Lawrence was to put one of these players in a body bag, who's more of a corpse? Is it Larry Fitzgerald or is it Doug Baldwin? I mean, it's probably Larry Fitzgerald because the dude's like, I don't know, older than you maybe. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> He's um, not. <laughs> Baldwin's just hobbled, but Baldwin's still Doug Baldwin. He can still do Doug Baldwin things, especially in a game like this where Oakland hasn't been fantastic defensively. I mean, you can look at their numbers, and one of those games was against Denver, which – uh, Case Keenum can't seem to do jack right now, but what is Baldwin's price this week? I'm trying to trying to find it right now. Looking it up right 53. now, fifty three. Five, yeah, five three. Yeah, yeah. So fifty three is not that bad for him. I mean, Giddy only had one target last week. I don't expect that to happen again. He had seven versus Arizona. I mean, we could. Uh, who knows how his knee's going to be holding up? But if you're expecting him not to do too much, and this total is where it is. I mean, unless Seattle and Seattle will probably end up running it twenty times. That would, decent run blocking and they have two guys that can now pound the ball pretty well which is how many different times they didn't have a hundred yard rusher and now they have three in the past three weeks is just silly to me um but 
Yeah, if you're expecting the game to be this high scoring, then you've got to you someone's got to do something considering all these guys' prices. I mean, Wilson's five seven, Carson and Mike Davis are four one and four four. Uh, Ball, no wide receiver is over five three. Uh, even Vanette's under three K, which Vanette didn't have a terrible game last weekend. It could have been bigger, um, but I don't know how well this matchup is. Oakland's still really bad against the tight end. Look, they're a different defense. There's no reason to think that they've gotten that much better is the truth. I I mean, like, we're looking early in the season still. The numbers are hard to measure out because it's a lot based on your opponents. But they've been bad for for years, and their defense has only gotten worse overall. So I don't see why it wouldn't still be the case somewhat. The only reason why it might not filter quite as much is because Mac used to bring pressure and forcing a lot of quick plays to the tight ends, which is why – I mean – yeah, you're looking at the matchups. They went against Antonio Gates. Najoku is a talented guy, but he's not a great football player. Miami, I can't even remember who their tight end is. Yeah. Denver, uh, but they had butt, but that's it. Uh, and then the Rams that had Higby. But, yeah, Van yeah. could be a good play this week. Yeah. Gisicki's a talented guy. I'm not sure if he's a good football player either. He's all, he's, I know he crushed the, the spark score as far as Miami's uh, tight end, just throwing it out there. Like, he hasn't shown up the field just yet, but the – the measurables say he's going to be a thing at some point. Uh, Grant, we wanted to talk about, like, how good – we talked about it last podcast, and, you know, who is more money in the bank than Adam Thielen? Uh, Double-digit targets every single game, cracks 100 every single game. Just He starts with three, right? Well, not necessarily, but so far this year, he was going to get 100 yards every single time receiving. But the price, man, he's $300. Nope, bad math. $200 less than Antonio Brown. Um, you know, I, I, it's justified, but – what, I don't know if I can – I mean, it's a great floor. I just don't know if I have one big spend. He's my guy. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he is. Um, he's still getting 10 targets every day. I'm not going to argue with playing him because he is guaranteed pretty much 10 targets every single game. But every other game outside of San Francisco, which is still actually pretty cool. What are you doing, Bobby? Are you eating Bobby. chips? Bobby's doing his taxes again. I'm just moving a bag. Keep your bag away from your mic, my friend. Um <laughs> Uh, but he's he's had 10 targets every week, but a lot of these games are coming from behind or really close, so it makes more sense for them to be throwing the ball. They're going up against Arizona where they're a 10-point favorite. Uh, Thielen's going to be involved. He's going to do some stuff, but it's not guaranteed that he's going to get seven-plus receptions. It's not guaranteed that he's going to get a touchdown. It's not guaranteed that he's going to get over 100 yards. So this price tag, it becomes a less viable option going up against Arizona where it could be a blowout. I mean, Cousins is a guy that just can rack up yardage and throws. But this is not going to be a time where he's going to need to throw the ball 35-plus, 45-plus times. Uh, Connor, Mixon, we probably shouldn't ignore those guys, right? Bobby? I feel like I caught Bobby off guard. Um, no, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm open to them. I, I just am not, like, in love with it. I mean, that's like the, that's like the pivot game. I don't know if it's a pivot game, but it's, it's probably the pivot game, Grant, uh, away from Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be more apt to use Mixon. Everyone's going to see what Connor did last week and assume that they should go back to him again and everything will be the same. Uh, it's not it's a different type of matchup. Everyone, like, people forget that Atlanta's terrible versus the running back, terrible at giving up targets to the running back. I mean, Connor only had four, but that's because they got out to an early lead and then they were just pounding the ball. This game, I'm expecting Cincinnati to be ahead, so they're going to be throwing the ball more. They're probably not going to dump the ball off to the running back that much. I'd be more apt to use Mixon because this Pittsburgh D is not fantastic. But I don't know if either of them are great plays. I'd rather roll with McCaffrey or, uh, 
even Melvin Gordon or go down to Yeldon, like I already said earlier, or even Zeke going up against the Jacksonville defense, where they're going to be hammering the ball just the entire game. Yeah, uh, that's a good that's a good guy to bring up because he's only seven K. You're getting the DK discount, seven K for Elliott. He's the what one, two, three, four, five, six, like the seventh most expensive running back on a short slate, only twelve games. Bobby, you know. It's not the greatest matchup. Bobby's where is his bag? What is going on with your bag? He's sorry making like paper airplanes or something. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> What's your take on Zeke at seven K? Yeah, I think that because you know the price, like you definitely have to take a look. Like the guy's going to get enough work. He could squeak his way into the only two scores they have of the game. It's it, and he'll end up with a hundred yards because he's going to probably you know carry the ball thirty times. Um, I like that they're at home too. You know, I, I'm open to it. I, I don't feel as great about you know these running back spots yet this week. I feel like I'm okay with a lot of guys, but don't really love anyone. Grant, I think it's about time we take our strong take of the week, and we're going to do our little uh, our Twitter thing in a second. Obviously, you know, we all pick a player. Whoever's the worst guy. Uh, then we have to tweet something out, uh, embarrassing or goofy or silly, one of the other guys gives us. And despite what Bobby may think, you're not allowed to answer it on and respond. They, if they ask you, like, well, wait a second, that's your take? You just have to accept it. You can't respond. That's the rules. And, Grant, you confirmed that with, uh, with JM, correct? Yep, yep, I confirmed it with JM. It has, it has been decided. All right, so what's going to be our wager this week? What, what are we looking at? What position? What are we feeling good about? Is there a guy you want to throw out there and me and Bobby can kind of counter? I guess you can go first because, uh, you know, you're the loser this week. So throw out your guy and we'll, uh, we'll see it and raise it. You know what? You guys are so excited about Hooper and Brait, which I love both of them. So I'm just going to go with Vance McDonald's. 3K oh. tight ends. <laughs> you're going to Bobby, I, I mean, you know, right, so I, Bobby, you want Hooper? I got Hooper and you've got Brait. Easy. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a break. Take break. Done. I mean, yeah. Uh, Grant, you just want to get punished. That's basically – you're a glutton because, come on, man. Vance is – I told you I just got my gift suit in the mail. <laughs> you said that off air, and now out of context on this podcast, it seems kind of strange. Um, I mean, not surprising, though. Is that it for analysis? Are we done? Are we ready to get into getting some goofiness or some silliness? Uh, Bobby, do you have a hot take? I get favorite game stack, favorite contrarian play, uh, favorite correlation play, something you want to throw out there before we move on to our nonsense? I think that uh, uh, I, I don't know about – I just want to go back to what you said earlier about using the running back in the flex. I, I don't think that that's like something you should be always trying to do. I, I think that it's totally fluid and – you should. There's a lot of good receivers I like this week. I like the receivers a lot better than I like the running backs. Well, to be fair, I, I qualify that for uh, for cash games. Uh, that's a general cash game approach, just because I like the volume. But I hear you in tournaments, of course, absolutely. Sure. Your, your take is tournaments, right? I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay, uh, uh, Bob, you know, Grant, you have a take uh, the correlation play, a team stack, game stack, something that kind of jumps out before you get into some goofiness. Uh, gosh, not really. This is this has been my. Like normally, I have a complete grasp on the slate by about this time. Um, it, it's not not true this week. Um, just that, uh, gosh, as much as I hate Joe Flacco, and as much as I hate John Brown, but John Brown may be the top play on the slate. Oh boy! Well, Grant, why is uh, Wilson not running at all? Like he had zero carries last week. What up with that? Because the That's rest of his team's running. They're all running. 
Everyone runs. Not him. Everyone. They, they, they don't. He doesn't need a run because they got Carson running and and Mike Davis running and everyone's running. Well, sometimes like he runs, you know, because that line is terrible. And he, but even th- even then, he's still not running the ball. And he has probably. Uh, I haven't looked into it too much, but I mean, first of all, he's not dropping back that much. He only dropped back. He's dropped back like less than thirty times a game pretty much this entire season or close to 30 times a game. So he's obviously going to be less likely to run. He still has three brushes a game outside of this last game. Um, But it's just not really – it's a scenario where they don't have to really worry about his wide receivers as much. So scrambling, they they can basically give up on the wide receiver coverage because they're not going to catch it anyways. They probably are shadowing him a little bit more because they have to worry about wide receivers a whole lot less. So uh, that's just my guess. This is based on – Nothing but just watching the games and not looking into them too much. All right, we're going to give out our question for a T-shirt in just a second. We're going to give the winner for our T-shirt uh, question last week. <clears throat> Before we do that, though, Grant, you have to uh, you got to tweet one of these two out. Like I- I've never been uh, in charge of or tasked with writing the tweets, and, and like I know, I like nothing embarrasses you, like nothing changes you. So like I, I didn't really know what route to go. I just figured I'd go something goofy to something off the board. It's something that makes no sense at all. Uh, I'm going to throw two your way. You get to pick one. You get to tweet it out this week. And uh, one, actually, you have to include a picture as well. I'm going to give you a little bit of homework for that. But uh, all right. The first one is, well, somebody mentioned the, <laughs> this, uh, this is because somebody mentioned this movie in uh, one of our uh, threads on Twitter. So I figured I'd make a tweet out of it. Uh, this is option number one for you, Grant. A lot of people have been asking me lately what the greatest cop and dog buddy comedy from 1989 is. And after much rewatching and soul searching, I can say with full confidence, it's unquestionably Turner and Hooch hashtag canine was overrated. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting to say the least. I don't know if that really insults me that don't, I, don't I love Turner and Hooch. I, I no love Turner and Hooch too. It was a fantastic movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. And that's, you agree then you think Turner and Hooch is like clearly better than canine. I don't even, I never watched canine. I was a, yeah, when I was one year old, but I went back to go watch Turner and Hooch. Well, yeah, they came out the same year, which is kind of weird. They both, like, I don't know who, like... Two Again, we went through this pre-show. Deep Impact, Armageddon, come out the same year. Volcano, Dante's <laughs> Peak, come out the same year. This happens all the time in Hollywood, and it's it's just how things happen. I can't remember. There was a rationale behind it. It was about maybe one theater trying to beat the other one to, to host or whatever. I don't know, premiere... Yeah, that's a word. Um, but, yeah, like, this happens all the time. Why are you so surprised by it? Well, I just I just think it's interesting. You know, maybe maybe somebody was uh, somebody left the studio, went to a different studio, and kind of carried that idea over. But, uh, like, we've never seen – I don't know how many other, like, you know, cop, dog, like, you know, buddy comedies there are, but both were made in the same year. Outside of that, there's basically none. I don't, I don't know. Has, uh, how many other volcano movies or asteroid movies have you seen? Joe versus the Volcano. That wasn't – there you go, starring Tom Hanks. Great movie. Best movie. Never seen it. <laughs> oh, my God. Joe versus the Volcano is one of the best movies of all time. It's like it's, – it's, it's, it's a cult classic for a reason. You're absolutely nuts. That movie is hilarious. It is, it is hilarious. <laughs> to be fair, I saw it when I was really, really young, uh, and I, I guess I watch really it. watch it. I don't know. Watch it. I, I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, second option, for, by the way, again, the football analysis is done. If you guys want to move on, if you don't want to win a teacher, you're a runners. Thanks for watching. We appreciate the download. Uh, come back for week seven. Uh, second option for you, Grant, is uh, October is my favorite month as it kicks off both pumpkin spice and candy corn season. 
Good luck looking at my delicious homemade candy corn pizza without salivating. Now slide into my DMs and I'll hook you up with a long, with the long guarded family recipe, hashtag candy corn season. And of course, there will be an image of a, a candy corn pizza because I hear those are delicious. I mean, I'm going to make one tonight just because why would I not? Um, I hate pumpkin <laughs> spice, so I feel like this is actually a punishment to me because I loathe pumpkin spice and don't understand the appeal of it. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go with the second one just to punish myself. Any hashtag you want to put on there? Uh, hashtag candy corn season. That's season SZN. Yeah, oh, gosh, now that makes me angry. There we go. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about it. And the thing is, the thing with pumpkin spice is, I'm not a big fan of pumpkin spice. Like, it's not good in January. It's kind of gross in March and like November. It's not not that great. But in October, pumpkin spice is delicious. No, this isn't a shamrock shake scenario. Shamrock shakes are delicious, <laughs> no matter what. Pumpkin spice is trash, and people loving it. It's not like eggnog that's just incredible and filled with massive amounts of calories. Yeah. Only serial killers drink eggnog, like, in March. Like, is that, like, is there, like, nobody drinks that in March, right? It's only, I guess, around the holidays, I, I think. And I even mean, then, eggnog's kind of gross. You're gross. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, you have any thoughts here? Shall we just move on seamlessly? Uh, seamlessly moving on. All right. Uh, we had a lot of responses. Thank you. Uh, 20, 21, 21 responses or so as far as our question last week. Uh, again, if you answer our question in the comments section on Rotor Grinders, like when the, you know, there's, it's, there's different forms where it's out there, but if you hit the link on rotorgrinders.com for the absolutely epic early week podcast in the comments section, uh, go ahead and put your answer to the question. Uh, Grant, remind the people, what was the question last week? Uh, best infomercial item. There was a, a lot of good submissions, and I actually went down on the, uh, like the, the YouTube rabbit hole on some of these. Uh, Bobby, do you have a take? Does anything kind of jump out for you? Because there's a couple that jumped out for me before we get an answer. Uh, I like I like the ones that we talked about pre-show. Um, I like the 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 titty bear. Yeah. Now, now to be to, to be clear, that that's a the T I D D Y bear. We don't want to be which they like, say in the infomercial. They make sure <laughs> to spell it out. Now, Bobby, explain to the people what the uh, titty T I D D Y bear is. Have Grant, yeah, he's better. Yeah. He is better at this kind of stuff. Well, you know how seatbelts can sometimes dig into your shoulder and whatnot. Well, now there's the titty bear with its pivoting technology that you can adjust up and down your seatbelt to relieve those tough pressure areas. And then they just keep zooming in on um, a certain area of person on there over and over again. And this was the 90s. Yeah. And, and then, it's amazing. Go down the you and like I feel like we talk. I don't want to make the decision. It's a joint decision, but I feel like we talked about it enough. Uh, Grant, feel free to chime in. Like I think, I mean, Shamwell. I mean, everybody likes Vince. Oh, no one, no one put the Sticky Buddy in there, which is like very easily could have taken from me. If you haven't watched your booty dubs on YouTube, that's a rabbit hole you should go down. Dean, if you haven't watched it, then you're going to change. I'm going to change your life here. But I, I'd say Titty Bear was first, and then second up would be the Euro Club, just because. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I I golf a lot, and I always pee on the golf course. Like, I don't need a club for that. I don't need a club making a mess. Like, it's all right. We already have a perfect system. You just whip it out and spray. And like, I don't need a club to do that. But I if I bought it. that for you, was like, would you would you bring it to the golf course? Would you actually use it? I mean, 
it's that, that, you know, that's pro- it's possible. I mean, it all depends. I mean, if I was, it depends on the scenario. Some golf courses just wide open, no one's around. Yeah, just go pee in a bush. But you know, if if there's maybe a threesome of ladies in front of you, then I I probably whip out the yeah. Yeah, we got to be classy about it. Uh, GLH, the great looking hair, like the hairspray and the old Rama peel, that's a classic as well. There was a lot of great responses. You can only pick one, but uh, Bob, it sounds like it's unanimous. We're going to go with, uh, I think it's Fozzy Foz, uh, the titty bear. That's the T-I-D-D-Y bear. Just want to clarify. That's I think the- two people went down and we're going to make sure that we have the right one. Yeah, the tiebreaker is you got to be first. Yeah, yeah. First so uh, someone said it right before that. It was actually DJ... 54 USC. Uh, he put in there right before and he was pissed because he was trying to find a gift for it. They couldn't. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Fuzzy Fuzz. But, yeah. This is, this feels like uh, this is, I, I had a Steve, Steve Harvey moment. <laughs> I have to apologize. <laughs> La La Lane did not win. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, DJ 54 USC slide in my DMs, not for a candy corn recipe. But uh, give me uh, give me your address, and I'll send you a Rotor Gunner t-shirt. Good times. Uh, congratulations. And, yeah, he, he went out of his way. He did say he was looking for a gift, and I, it's unfortunate. There's no gifts that on the interwebs. Uh, all right. What is the question this week, Grant? So it's going to be best dance move to break out at a wedding because, well, no. Well, no. Weird dance moves get broken out. And, I mean, just so many people that can't dance, you obviously go with a silly one like, oh, look at this. We're doing this. It's a funny one. We all get a but really you just can't dance, um, which at certain points in my life is me. Now I'm just a shameful guy at weddings that ends up dropping it low a lot. I don't know why I like to drop it low. Bob, you see me dance. I drop it low. Bob, you can confirm this? Oh, yeah. I think Bobby's checked out. No, I got, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got very interested in some, some, some cheap players. But anyway, sorry. I was staring at the Floby gif. I'm, I'm still in the chat, but I'm like, I'm, I'm just staring at the Squatty Potty gif. <laughs> <laughs> good job, guys. Bring it again this week. I want, I want some good submissions. There's a lot of uh, potential ways to go with that. But uh, we're gonna step aside. We're gonna get out of here. Hope you guys, uh, hope we helped you get started as far as uh, your week six research. Uh, Grant, Bobby, you guys, have everything for the road for us? Uh, no, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, keep letting us know things you want to hear. Uh, us go over and come up with some other interesting stuff. Uh, maybe you guys, you know, should, should pick some of these topics. Grant? Yeah, guys, let us know your input. Let us know what you want to hear us say. And, and Dean, go fudge yourself. Fair enough. Uh, with that, oh, uh, uh, Grant, uh, get on the Twitter machine. You got to tweet some. Uh, you know what? Tweet in the prime hours, too. Don't do it like 3 o'clock in the morning like Bobby does. Look, I always pay attention to the rules. I always try and shave myself as much as possible. And I'm going to go out. Paris, so it's different. I do get embarrassed. I just disregard every one of my thoughts. Anytime I'm feeling ashamed, embarrassed, dumb, out of place, fearful, you know what I do? I sing, sing the theme song to Charles in Charge in my head, and I completely forget about what my emotions are. Drop me the first bar and the, the, the theme song to Charles in Charge as we get out. As we, as we... Charles in charge of our days and our nights. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. 
Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com.